Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel loved, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. My guest today is Alicia Pitlack, and Alicia helps women declutter, simplify, and organize their lives so that they spend less time feeling overwhelmed and more time doing what they love. Now, isn't that a dream that we all have? And we can live that. that <laughs> yes. So tell me about you and then tell me about that statement. Okay, so how I like to always um, summarize my story in one sentence is basically a couple of years ago, I lost everything to find mm. out. So I, I was living a life on autopilot, like programming, conditioning, the way I was raised and my upbringing. And then all the small things when I was growing up shaped me for who mm -hmm. I became. And I was very disconnected from myself, uh, not being aware of it, right? So I was always overwhelmed, always busy, like being a wife, being a mom, uh, coming to Canada. I came to Canada in 2006 from Poland. I had very little in Poland. Um, I like, always had whatever I needed. But when I came to Canada, I didn't have the awareness that I was really broken inside. So when I came here... I was like, oh my gosh, this is an American dream. So I found a good job. Like I, I married and um, we had everything we needed. We were just focusing on getting more mm -hmm, and more mm -hmm. and more. So like, you know, new cars, a house when you have a kid, like you're just checking everything off your list. But internally, I was so disconnected from myself. I was so unhappy in my marriage. I uh, um, wasn't a conscious parent. I was dropping off my kid to daycare at 7 a.m., picking her up at 5.30. I barely had time with her. And when the weekend came, I had also no time for her because there was a house, there's a garden, there's a groceries all this like crazy busy mm -hmm. lifestyle and um, I basically went through burnout like I there's lots of different small stories um, summarizing it but I hit my rock bottom I at some point I was like I am a codependent people pleaser and and I don't want to be this way anymore I was boundaryless I didn't know how to say no and I didn't have awareness that I was really deeply wounded through my upbringing like my father was an abusive alcoholic and and I loved him I was actually taking care of him when my mom left mm. and in my adulthood I didn't realize that it shaped me for who I was so then I married basically my father figure trying to save my husband also from his addictions and I was always stuck in a victim mode blaming others for like I am perfect because I was always the perfect one not making any mistakes saving everyone and doing a lot of things at once I was being praised for like multitasking and being like a superwoman and so, yeah, a couple of years ago, I basically mentally drained myself and I decided that I have to, I have to heal and I have to basically change my life. And, uh, and I divorced a year later, I quit um, a full-time job 
In the meantime, I got right away engaged in a very toxic another relationship because I didn't really process my divorce. So I paused and uh, through my divorce, I sold everything. I So I decluttered my external life to basically bring space for me and time to heal myself. And I got introduced to like inner healing, inner work, different therapies, different courses, different modalities, because I had so much stuff within me that I kept on attracting the same messiness that I had mm-hmm. inside. So I committed to my healing and here I am on the other yeah, side, <laughs> living with um, little, but being uh, super happy and discovering what I really love doing. My entire life, I was always doing an office job, being an office manager. And um, now I'm helping people better yeah. their space, but most importantly, Okay. Thanks for sharing that. And it's, we go one of two ways. I was reading the other day that the way we were raised can go one of two ways, how we react to it. We could either say, well, I don't really care. And you live your life. I mean, selfishly and, you know, without responsibility, or you go the other way, which is work, 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 because you want to, you want to be the best because you want to show them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's like what, what is kind of the the stickers that are like what you describe. It's like what I was like codependent, and the other one I don't care. It's like a narcissistic, right? So we go two different directions. Yeah. So I was always attracting emotionally unavailable people to me because I wanted to give them everything because I had so much. I was so perfect. I just wanted to fix and help everyone. So it's kind of like codependency and narcissism, but I just don't like to label mm-hmm. people because we all have different, like a little bit of each, I, yeah. I believe, because we are broken, right? So we just have to uh, heal and not to run away from it because I don't care. And like being reactive, being reactive is also a side of unhealed stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I can relate to the codependent part of it. Yeah, codependency, is it's not easy and... Uh, especially for a codependent person. It was the same with me. I I really never loved myself. So I was just looking for that love on the external. That's why like after my divorce, when that man show up in my life and I was like, oh my gosh, I've never experienced that with my husband. So because I married my husband, the marriage happened backwards. Like I came to Canada, I met him. So for me to stay, we had to marry it. And I'm like, oh, everything was going to be fine. Like I will fix everything what I don't mm-hmm. like right now with him. So with relationships, we always go through like honeymoon phase. Then there's a power struggle and we either mm-hmm. settle what probably, I'm not going to exaggerate, probably 80% of relationships, they're just settle for security. Yeah. And then instead of settling, we really want partnership, right? Like we don't want to settle. We want to be with a partner. So with my husband, I never had the honeymoon phase. We only were for 10 years uh, in power struggle. But with this man that I met right after, I had this honeymoon phase, this passion, chemistry. And uh, later in therapy, I realized that he was basically my father figure and it was so hard for me to release him from my life because of this entanglement, mm-hmm. like these, like what they saw, like, oh, my mm-hmm, soul, mm-hmm. I don't know how do they, my yeah. soulmate, you, and it was my wound, yeah. mate. <laughs> basically, we attracted our deepest wounds, and 
And we cause the, what, what psychologists names trauma bond. And it's just so hard to release that yes. trauma bond because that means that I have to release my yeah. father. And he even looks like my father. So <laughs> you, you won't believe how much we have in common. <laughs> that is so not funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, and you know, it was the first time in my life that I did something that I was so ashamed of. I was so ashamed of myself for disrespecting my body and myself, but it was all needed, right? We, we may get, that's why I love connecting with other women because that only saved me because so many women, unfortunately, they don't get support. So they, they can't get out of this pool of shame and, and they get depressed, like, God forbid some of them may commit suicide because they just don't know how to and yeah, normalize it. And shame only can be normalized in yeah. community of supported women where we share what I share my story and other women share theirs. I was like, okay, mine is really nothing. Like I'm just being a perfectionist, a perfectionist that just did one mistake in my entire mm-hmm. life, you know? And I was shaming myself for so long also not having really support from my family because my family system was all about sweeping everything under the carpet. We don't talk about problems. Nothing happened. Just yeah. let go of him. Like you didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, I did it. I did it. It was yeah. horrible. We're not going to be talking about it because the whole family has to pretend that everything mm-hmm. is great. Right. So that's what, that's why I love. Like I also try to build my own community just to give that support to women, just to tell them it is okay. Like it is needed, even though, it's so painful yeah. to attract people like that. We need it and it's and it's so healing if we release and not attract again right, similar right. one because that means that we did the yeah. work, right? And if we do attract similar one again, then it means we need yeah. more work. We're just humans, like trying to do our best here on this um, planet Earth. Yeah, but the thing is that we have to recognize where we are. Right. Because I didn't recognize it until after my third divorce. And I sat to myself and said, oh, wait a minute here. What's wrong with me? So I was like you. I wanted, you know, I wanted to prove how good I was because I had to prove it. And two, I wanted to take care of somebody. So it's kind of a and I think that's kind of a polar opposite of each other. You know, you're looking for somebody you can take care of. But at the same time, you you want this family, this, this, you're searching for this, this connection, right? And, and, and so it doesn't work for the other person because, you know, it's not normal, right? Because you want to suck the thing out of yeah. the person, right? Yeah. And, 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 and that's not the relationship. Yeah. Relationship is all about growing a garden outside yeah. of us. Like you, I don't need you. You don't right. need me. And that's why... So many women get so stuck in these unhealthy relationships because they don't yeah. believe in themselves. We are divine beings, especially yes. like women. Like uh, the feminine, we should be proud of that yes. side of us. Versus we function in masculine. For I was, I was never. I was so disconnected from the feminine mm. side of me. Like the last two years, allowing myself, you know, to cry it aloud, to take naps when needed to honor my body, not to run through my body. Like I always consider myself a very athletic person because I was like going for runs just to run yeah. away from me because sitting was, sitting was not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, and now uh, I'm so like happy that I balanced the both. Yeah. It's, it was a deep work and my astrologist uh, helped me, what you were just saying that it's back. It was such a heavy work that I've done last year 
backfiring everything on me, right? Because they're just mirrors. So they're like, oh, why is he disrespecting me? Like, oh, where are you disrespecting yourself? Like, which parts of mm-hmm. you are so broken that you're allowing, that you see it in him? Because, okay, he's disrespecting you, but you're doing basically yes. the same thing. Um, yes. Why is he so, like, how do you say it? Avoidant, right? Where are you avoiding yourself? And it was the hardest work that I've done yeah. with myself, like putting everything on me and, and um, acknowledging that, yeah, I am the one that is broken and I'm not necessarily yeah. perfect. And I can be fixing others because... Yeah, for sure. And and a lot of times we blame and I hear the complaints all the time. Oh, he did this or he was that or he was this. I came to the point where you have to start looking at yourself, right? You have have to start. You have to. We have to live the um, victimhood. And uh, and that's what my astrologist explained to me. Like she's from L.A., but she's just amazing. I just love her so much. Like She helped me so much, even though she's an astrologist, like she helped me way more than therapy did. So I am from Poland. So obviously my grandma went through World War II, right? She survived, but fam- lots of family members were trapped in Germany. So we have so much trauma in our veins, like, and it's being passed and passed and passed for a generation. So being in that victim mode is something that we strive. Like, it's like something that, yes, like it is happening to us. Like, why is it happening to us? We and so it's so comfortable to be there, like it is. So I I see it in my entire yeah. family. I've been going to Poland every summer with my daughter, and I have to like protect myself with I don't know violet aura, <laughs> just not to like yeah yeah this energy past me. So yeah, it's enlightening once you're on the other side, but when you're in it, it's a confusing place to it be. It is enlightening. Yeah. Like I like just before this podcast, my friend called me, and I know that she really struggles in her relationship, and she's seen that. Her husband is a narcissist, like he is doing this. So she's been calling me for two years and, and constantly complaining. And, and now she's ready for the lawyer. And she's like, but there's, there's so much money. And they say, what if he's not going to settle? And we, we go to the future with all, like, first we're so stuck in the past because he's this, he's this. And today I, I just said to her, like, I really want to help you, but I'm not going to be soft right now. You have to shake yourself. Like you have to think about the present moment. Okay. You want to get a divorce. What is the next step? It's the lawyer. Don't think that the lawyer is not going to help you in two years because he's not going to settle your ex. Like we, we have to face our fears because if you live in a comfort zone, very toxic comfort zone for 40 years of your life, then like, yes, you will have to face fears for the next couple of years. And it's not going to be easy. This journey is like, it's beautiful, but it's so beautiful. The journey of becoming Because you every day have to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, because the dreams, they die in comfort. Like, nothing good comes from comfort zone. Like, your dreams dreams won't, like, happen if you're staying comfortable. Every day you have to face your shadow self. And, you know, the alarm is ringing. You don't want to wake up. You sleep in. And then your entire day is, like, Mm -hmm. horrible. Especially when you have kids. Like, wake an hour before them, just give some time to yourself, like, you know, breathe, drink water. So you don't wake up with your kids and you're just on this spiral Mm -hmm, mode. mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's not an easy work, but I believe we all came here to live an abundant life, not like a life in suffering. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Thank you. 
All right. What is what is Elisa grateful for today? What am I grateful mm-hmm. for today? I'm grateful for my great energy. Actually, I woke up at four thirty, and um, I did usually I do around hour and a half, two hours of like my spiritual practices and some workout. And uh, yeah, so my day was really awesome because I didn't hit that snooze bottom. I'm actually participating in like a really motivating workshop. So um, we got motivated. So I woke up, I wasn't checking any social media, no phone. And that's such a different day that you create when you, when you don't look at your phone for the first two, three hours when you wake up. So I am super grateful for the energy. And I was actually sending some gratitude to the universe for that. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing that. I like to put that in the middle of everything. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of time moms, I think, worry the most because we worry about our kids. And if there's a, there's a partner, we worry about them and, and their stuff. And so I think that one of the reasons that we worry so much is we have so much stuff to manage or to take care of. How can women, especially moms, live a more intentional life away from materialism? So I do believe that worries, they also come from our conditioned self. So like from those unhealed parts within Mm -hmm. us, right? If we're not going to ground ourselves every day with some sort of a practice, like really self-care is not about, you know, soaking in a bathtub and doing the manicure. Like self-care is more about connecting to our soul, to our, to ourselves, to our inner self, to, to ground ourselves. And I do believe that the morning is the best, mm-hmm. the best way to do it when it's still mm-hmm. even dark. So when you start doing the work on yourself, and I've experienced that as being a mom, being very reactive three years ago to now my daughter is almost 12 and uh, that is a really hard mm-hmm. age like now to like probably 16 because I am so calm within myself I don't worry like I don't worry about her I trust and I have faith that we are protected like whenever the worry wants to come to my head I put a hand on my heart and I say God, like whoever is your guide, like God, your spiritual yeah. word, I, I say, God, like, I know that I'm protected mm-hmm. and I'm just asking you for strength. I usually just ask for strength. If there's lots of challenging things coming my way, but what so many moms struggle with, let's say the basic example, if they're not happy in their life, if they, if they're, if they're in this mode of like blaming or being a victim, oh, my husband is this and this, but I'm doing so much. Um, then we're projecting it on mm-hmm. our kids. So they are doing the same thing. So let's say, let's say the daughter is dating a horrible guy, but here I am being in a marriage that was never working. And my daughter was seeing that, but it is so hard and it takes so much work to see yeah. it, yeah. you know, because I don't, yes, our kids can be emotional. They can be nasty. They can be moody. We have to allow them to be this way, but it's our choice if we're going to react. So we're just going to perpetuate this behavior. We're just going to like add basically that heat to the fire, or are we going to just observe them? And uh, when my daughter is acting up, I'm just right away asking, like, is there anything that you would like to talk to me? Did something happen Mm. at school? And 
often, I would say 99%, when she's in that heated moment, like when she's like, I hate you and do, do, she doesn't want to talk, right? So I'm like, I'm breathing. I'm literally breathing. If she's going overboard, I'm going to my room. I'm like, I feel for you. I'm here for you. I'm not going to tolerate disrespect. I'm not going to tolerate my mm-hmm. words. But I know that there is something big happening inside of you. So you be you. You scream to your pillow. <laughs> try to watch your verbiage because I really don't like, <laughs> you know, swear words. And kids can hear so much stuff at school nowadays. And so 99% she's not going to talk to me right away. But 99.9, she is going to come after an hour or the mm-hmm. next morning and vulnerably say to me what really happened. So vulnerability is something that we're not being taught at school. We just hide our like suffering, our problems. We, we pretend that our family is perfect. And then a woman who is divorcing or a woman who is a single woman is shaming herself that she's the only one. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Yeah. Like most likely... The friends that you have that claim that everything is mm. perfect, they have, and I've experienced yeah. that in my life, that I was always like, oh, but he has such a great life. Oh, she has such a great life. But when you go deeper, basically these people are not honest and that's okay. But um, I'm not sure if I answer your question, but basically to live an intentional life, everything starts with us from decluttering our external and mm-hmm. internal and decluttering friends for me was that the heaviest part because I was codependent people pleaser. So I only had friend that, friends that claimed that their life is great and they fed off my problems and they were always telling me what mm-hmm. to do. And then they were like, we told you to do this. How mm-hmm, come you didn't do mm-hmm. that? Because I started like awakening and I'm like, actually, I'm going to do whatever feels yeah. right for me. So they didn't yeah. like it. So, or at work, I quit because I started again, like healing. And I was like, Oh no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that because that's not my job or I don't feel comfortable. So I started saying no. So if a girl who says yes entire life starts says no, especially surrounded by men, they call her like, you know, a B word Mm -hmm. or like, Oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, do you, you know, are you on your period or offensive stuff like that? And so sometimes you cannot really fix that. You have to exit the Mm -hmm. environment. You have to exit the environment where you were your old broken self. And yeah, there is a painful bridge in between (laughs) where you have no one because you have to work on yourself. You have to scream it out. You have to cry it out. You have to do body work. Like we cannot fix our problems on a couch therapist. The therapy can only take us, take us maybe halfway, but then it's the body work. It's the breath work. It's the somatic work. Everything is stuck in our nervous Mm -hmm. system. So it's so hard to, even if we think that our childhood was perfect, there was always some conditioning, some subtle things that may like may cause us issues in our adulthood. Yeah. So yeah, so decluttering relationships, like f- from what I choose to work with moms that are so like, they're buying happiness with material possessions because I can see how even this affects my daughter, <laughs> like surrounded by kids at school. And she's like, oh, but this mm-hmm, one is this, mm-hmm. this, this. And and I'm like, why don't we just go for a walk instead of going yeah. to the wall? You don't need anything. You have everything. On top of that, you are at the age where you grow so much, you literally find with three sweaters because this sweater is not going to work in six months. Uh, so let's create experiences instead of 
buying mm-hmm. stuff or like, you know, let's, you're not going to sit on the iPad for three hours because I created my life by design now. So I'm going to spend this time with you. So these are the step, the small steps that can bring the intention to your life, but it all starts basically yeah. with you. Yeah, for sure. And how can we get in touch with you if, you know, we want to talk to you? I have my website and I'm mostly, uh, a year ago, I would never ever think I would be on social media because I was always through the journey also of my last four years, I cancel all my social media, uh, but now I'm slowly getting there and I like Instagram. So I have my um, profile on Instagram when I, where I share tips and ideas on decluttering your spaces mm-hmm. and your lives and um, bringing like more abundance and manifest really good, more joy and ease in your life. And it's Mindful Spaces by Ala. That's my Instagram and the same with my website. Okay, Mindful Spaces by Ala.com. Okay, yes. All right. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And <laughs> thank you. And um, just one piece of advice that you would give to a solo mom on just just like a quick couple of quick tips that they could use to start to declutter, you know, in a holistic manner. So, so what do you think comes easier for you? Like, are you overwhelmed in your physical space? Because if you are, just put yourself on a three-day challenge, 33 items every day for three days. Make it fun, maybe even with your kids. Ask them to, you know, throw in a bag everything that is broken or shoes that they don't like or shirts that they don't wear. Give them $2 for that and go and get, uh, I don't know, hot chocolate together. Create experience for that three-day mm-hmm. challenge. So after three days, you, you're going to have almost 100 pieces less in your space. And hopefully that will create an excitement within you. So just tap in right away to that excitement and tap in like, oh my gosh, what is my intention now? What is my, like always start with intention and with yeah. why. So why are we doing it? Like, oh, I want to, I'm too overwhelmed. I don't have time. Okay. So why don't I have time? Why is my space so messy? Why am I so disconnected? Always ask questions and trust God. The answers will come. Just question, question everything, question everything that you have in your calendar, in your space, and then dig deeper. Because if you ask questions, be honest with yourself, the answer usually is inside and and that comes from some internal work that you have to do. Yes. And don't judge yourself. Just uh, allow yourself to be sad. Allow yourself to grieve and and never judge yourself. And go there and share your suffering and share your pain. Because in pain, we, we mm-hmm. connect. Um, we, just, we have to just let go of this toxic happiness yes. in our society. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing that. That the, Those two pieces are really good. And I, I think that would help our audience. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Alicia, for coming and talking to me today. I'm glad to have you and hopefully you will come back one day. Yeah. Yes. Thank sure. you so much. I'm sure we'll be yeah. glad. I'm excited to share that Solomon's Talk is now on YouTube. Check out these interviews on our new channel, Solomon's Talk TV. There you will actually see the interaction between myself and my guests. You will also find bite-sized clips of daily inspiration to help you manage the struggles of everyday life. So click Solomon's Talk TV below to watch now.